0: are you past the point of weary is your burden weighing heavy is it all too much to carry let me tell you about my jesus do you feel that empty feeling cause shame done all it's stealing Are you desperate for some healing let me tell you about my jesus
1: He makes a way where there ain't no way right
0: From broken dreams and wasting years, and set the past to disappear. Oh, let me tell you about my Jesus and all the wrong turns that you
1: would Go and do it if you could. Who can work it out for your good? And let me tell you about my
0: a price from my guilty who would care that much about me let me tell you about my
1: Jesus oh he makes a way when there ain't no way he rises up from an empty grave ain't no sinner that he can't save let me tell you about my Jesus his love is strong and his grace is free and the good news
2: was awesome. Thank you, brother, for doing that. I appreciate it. I think it goes without saying that I have made a horrible mistake in not putting Claire and Ryan and Jojo at the end and putting them at the front. So if we'll go out these doors, come back in and start all over, I'll tell you what, thank you, church, for allowing my daughter to attend somewhere that lets her talent shine for the Lord. Talent shine for the Lord. Pastor Henry and I met last week in my office and we were discussing the message and I was telling him what a horrible decision he had made to go out and chase whitetail and leave the church (laughs) to me while he's gone. Uh, And one of the reasons that I said that is in his 48 years of being a pastor, he has given more than 5,000 sermons. 5,000. That's a big number. Keep in mind that's Wednesday nights. And, you know, back in the day, he was doing Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings as well. 5,000. Now, in starch and massive contrast to that, you are looking at the third time <laughs> that I have ever <laughs> delivered a Sunday message. Okay. Third, number three. And you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that are nervous for me because I've had at least 40 of you pray for me since I got here. <laughs> hey, including, listen to this, including two in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, let's have some fun. When Pastor Henry gets back, just, just give him a, a little bit of ribbing, if you will, and say, hey, you know, 5,000 versus three, maybe we should have a conversation of quality versus quantity. <laughs> yeah. Come But seriously, two weeks ago during his sermon, Pastor Henry introduced me to the acronym of G-I-G-O. If you remember that, which stands for garbage in and garbage out. So simply put, as Christians, if we put garbage in us, what we hear, what we eat, what we watch, who we surround ourselves with, we put garbage in us, you're going to get garbage out. It's that simple. That really touched me that day. And as I was looking for a title for the message that I wanted to deliver today... I have sort of a revamped G-I-G-O acronym that I'd like to share with you, a more positive version of itself. G-I-G-O version 2.0 now stands for got in and got out. Okay, got in and got out. So that is where we are headed today, my brothers and sisters, got in and got out with particular attention today. Given to how do we verbally get God out in a lost and decaying world? It's not enough just to have God in us. How do we get Him out? Brother Derek said on Wednesday night during his message that our beliefs need to verbally come out of us. And then he said something that really touched me. He said, And that belief without expressing so is dead faith. It's dead faith. So I'm going to be transparent with you this morning. I'm going to be extremely honest with you this morning. The goal of my message today is to empower you to share your personal story of faith and of the gospel with individuals that God puts in front of you. I mean, that's my goal, to empower you to share your personal story of faith and the gospel with individuals that God puts in front of you. Now, I've spoken before several times around the county, other places throughout the country, and I've made the mistake of not getting directly into God's word. I'm not gonna do that today. For round three of Brian Blackwell at River of Life, we're gonna jump right into his word. So we'll take a look at our first verse for today. It's coming from 1 Peter three fifteen. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of your slander. Well, that's strong. That's a strong verse. And I particularly love the word always. Be prepared to give an answer for why you feel like you do. So let's just start here. I, I want to I start at the, the basics of how we do share God, how we get God from in us to out of us. And that's going to be our testimony. And for my youth group here, we've been talking about this recently. We struggle with giving our testimonies as a group. And that's me included as their pastor. We don't do it very well, but we're working on it. We don't share the gospel very well right now at school with our friends, but we're working on it as we learn more and more about God's word. So our testimony is basically defined as a public statement of what God is doing in your life. And it should include the following. I got three questions for you. What was your life like before you gave your life to Christ? How did you come to know Christ? And what has God done in your life since then? If you can answer those three questions in your seat, then congratulations, you have a testimony and that testimony, I promise you, is worth sharing to a world that is lost. That's not that difficult, right? Let's just break it down very, very simple. You could even say before, when, and after. Before I knew Christ, I was fill in the blank. When I came to know Christ, I was fill in the blank. And afterwards, here's what he has done for my life. You're gonna have a story. Everybody has a story and it is worth sharing. Our second verse for the day comes from Matthew ten thirty two. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my father in heaven. Now, I think we can all agree that's some good news right there. That's also some bad news right there. There is absolutely no gray area involved with that verse whatsoever. You're either gonna do it. You're either gonna talk the talk and walk the walk or you're not. You're either gonna be lifted up to the heavenly father or you're gonna be disowned. As somebody who loves language and loves to read and likes to write, I can tell you, I don't wanna be disowned. I certainly don't wanna be disowned by someone who gave their life for me and disowned to my heavenly father. I wanna get back into our testimonies real quick. You see, when we acknowledge Christ, Our testimony is designed to connect me to you. I am the speaker, you are the listener. And if I'm gonna convert you or I'm gonna bring you over into my faith or I'm gonna share Christ with you, I've gotta have a connection. And that connection comes through our testimony. It comes through me sharing it verbally with you. Our testimony is intended to be greatly personal. And once a connection is established, between the speaker and the listener, then the door sharing the gospel becomes open and no man can shut what God has opened. Our testimony is a segue. It's a conduit, if you will, to not only give God glory, but give others hope in a future in Christ. Our testimony is a valued step in a beautiful process that leads to salvation. And there is a right way to give your testimony and there's a wrong way to do it sharing the gospel. I want to give you an example of the wrong way to do it. Recently, I was on Instagram. It's a social media platform that I'm on. And there was a video circulating around of an airplane that had just landed. And as the airplane lands and the pilot turns off the fasten seatbelt signs, you know, there's always that mad rush where people get in the aisle and they get their bags down from the overhead. But where, where are we going so fast when there's 200 people in front of us? I've never understood why we do that. I've never understood. But anyway, you can tell this man has a window seat. And then as the person that's, that's filming this gentleman is maybe four or five rows up and shooting backwards toward him. So as everybody is hustling and bustling and getting everything from the overhead bins, he starts to share his testimony. He's got a captivated audience if there ever was a captivated audience, Right? Nobody is going anywhere. And I like the approach and the thought process, right? And then he starts sharing the gospel to a bunch of people that could absolutely positively care less about what this man is saying. Nobody's making eye contact with this guy. Nobody cares what he's saying. And if you traveled, especially during the pandemic, you know that flying is already like nerve wracking enough. Like tension is high, people are aggravated, you know, anxiety is a real thing on flights. And this man sharing the gospel to two, three hundred people, whatever it might have been, I tell you what it did, it looked moronic to me. It looked moronic. He was going about it the right way, even if his heart was in the right place, church. Can you agree with me that he most likely did a lot more harm than good? Most likely did. What I want to do now is I want to show you a video that shows you the right way to do it. And you're not going to see the person that does it correctly, but what you are going to see is the fruit and the ramifications of a person that has shared his faith correctly. A little background on this video we're about to watch. It was introduced in this church by Pastor Derek when he mentioned it, in a sermon that he gave some eight years ago. I was new to River of Life. I went home and I watched the video. And I have used it maybe 20, 30 times since then as I speak to men in recovery groups. And it is about as powerful of a message about sharing your faith as you will ever see. The gentleman that is gonna be speaking to you today, he is a gentleman by the name of Penn Gillette, And he is one half of the famous comedians and Teller. He is a renowned atheist. He is one of the most famous atheists in North America. And he's written books with titles such as There Is No God. Let's watch this video and then we'll have some comments.
3: And then he said I brought this for you. And he handed me a uh, Gideon pocket edition um, I thought I said from the New Testament, but I also thought it was Psalms from the New Testament right or, uh, Psalms from the New, just part of the New Testament, little book about this big this thick, you know. He said I wrote in the front of it, and I wanted you to have this. I'm kind of uh proselytizing. And then he said, I'm a businessman, getting eternal life or whatever, and you think that, uh, well, it's not really worth telling them this because it would make it socially awkward. And atheists who think that people shouldn't proselytize, just leave me alone, keep your religion to yourself. Uh, How much do you have to hate somebody to not proselytize? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? I mean, if I believed, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe it, that truck was bearing down on you, there's a certain point where I tackle you. And this is more important than that. And I've always thought that, and I've written about that, and I've thought of it conceptually. This guy was a really good guy. He was polite and honest and sane, and he cared enough about me to proselytize. And give me a, a Bible, which had written in it a little note to me, uh, not very personal, but just, you know, like to show and so on. And then like five phone numbers for him and an email address if I wanted to get in touch. Now, I know there's no God. And one polite person living his life right doesn't change that. Uh, but I'll tell you, he was a very, very, very good man. And... Uh, That's really important. And with that kind of goodness, uh, it's okay to have that deep of a disagreement. I still think that religion does a lot of bad stuff, but man, that was a good man who gave you that book. That's all I wanted to say.
2: That's a pretty powerful video, don't you think? The first point I want to make on this video is I know you have many things going on inside your head as far as comments about it as well. But I just want to give God the glory because we know that God can use anybody, including an atheist, to make a point to his children. I mean, can we all agree to that? The video has been viewed some like 400,000 times since it was first posted in like 2008, I believe. God can use Penn. Penn doesn't even know how God can use him. But he's using them today. And I want it to empower you about what that man said to share your testimony and to share the gospel. I think the other point that you just absolutely have to make about this video, it's the elephant in the room, if you will. How much do you have to hate somebody to not tell them about Jesus? Now, the word he uses is proselytize. Basically, it's a verb that that means to convert, to try to get somebody to come over to your side. Uh, Just just, just a fancy word that he uses, but uh, testify is just as good. How much do you have to hate somebody, River of Life family? If you truly believe there's a heaven and a hell and people are going there and they are out there in our community and we don't want to share our testimony or share the gospel because as Penn said, it is, are you ready for this? Socially awkward. i tell you what was probably socially awkward was Jesus hanging on the cross and dying for our sins. That was probably really socially awkward. How much do you have to hate someone to not tell them about Jesus? I like think the other thing that we have to look at in stark contrast to the gentleman on the airplane that I mentioned in my first illustration, we have to look at the characteristics of this man that we don't know his name But we know a lot about him. We know a lot about him just in that a professional magician and entertainer and movie star and TV guru and author for one point during the video was speechless for about eight seconds. Did you guys pick up on that? This guy speaks professionally for a living. But the thing about it was is after he had had that encounter with a person that truly got in his face. And shared the gospel with him. He didn't know what to say. And the reason he doesn't know what to say. Is he doesn't know how to deal with spiritual elements. Some of the characteristics of the gentleman that shared with Penn. Boy you got to love this. He was kind. He was gracious. That sounds a lot like Jesus to me. I like this one. He was complimentary. He was building Pen up. How about this? <laughs> this? This is a weird twist uh, of fate if you will. I, as a Christian, a born-again believer, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lift up an atheist. Man, you sure are funny, Penn. Further in the video, I I actually ran it a little far ahead. He talks to Penn about his use of language. Penn's not a cusser. During his act, no cuss words. Very, very clean. He he was complimentary on that aspect of his show. Here's another one that I like, and this one's going to really hurt a little bit. He said that the man was sane. That he was sane. He had sanity about him. How often do we get criticized as born-again believers, as sold-out Christians, do we get criticized for being incredibly insane in the manner that we share the gospel, right? right. The outside world, they see us that that we are loopy. We are weird. We are bizarre. But this man, and he said it more than once, this man was sane. (laughs) Huh. The other one that I like too, and Henry and I talked about this at length, he kept saying how he made great eye contact. Right, great eye contact. It's a lost art anymore. A good handshake, great eye contact. Somebody who actually wants to listen, looks you in the eye, man to man, made great eye contact. That is how we should be sharing our faith whether he's an atheist or not. And here's the other thing. I don't have it in my notes, but it just hit me. God put it in my heart. Imagine the boldness that it took this man to approach a famous guy on his own turf, give him a And can we correct, pin on uh, something real quick that Psalms is not in, in, the, in the New Testament. Okay. So the atheists don't know that much about our book. Okay. So he's written all these books and doesn't know Psalms. Anyway. The courage, the boldness, the empowerment that it took to approach Penn on his own territory and say, here's a Bible with five phone numbers in it and an email. Holla at me. Right. (laughs) Call me if you have questions, if you have concerns. I am there for you. Email address as well. But the courage that it would have taken to approach a star that, you know, doesn't believe in Jesus. I mean, I, I, I don't have it in me. I don't, I'm sitting here trying to encourage you and to empower you, but I can tell you, I I don't think that I would do that out of, you know what? Fear of embarrassment. It is socially awkward in fear of embarrassment. But I think what God's doing, he said, Blackie, the more and more you watch this video, the more and more you're gonna be empowered. Maybe you approach him one day, I don't know. I don't know. But the empowerment that it would have taken to approach a celebrity that you know that is not on your side and you treat him with kindness, I tip my hat to whoever he is and only God can make him anonymous. You know what I mean? That's what makes it even cooler is that he's anonymous. We don't know who he is. We don't know where he worked. We just know that he was a kind, sane man. That was a cool video. I I encourage you to download that one and take a look at it uh, from time to time. But you know, really sort of the thesis of what he did to Penn is one of uh, the blackisms that I say all the time to the youth. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. That's particularly important with our faith. Nobody really, if you think that people in the outside world are ready for us to just track them down and corner them and spout out all we know about Jesus and all we know that he can do for their life before we care for them, you're mistaken. You're mistaken. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. You see the gospel, it's intended to be spread one person to another, Today, in 2021, that people crave something that is genuine. They want something that's genuine. Penn wants something that's genuine. Whether he knows it or not, his heart longed for that genuine experience. Something that is heartfelt. And certainly, I can speak on behalf of the River of Life youth. I mean, these are my people. These are my people that I lead. If I attempt to lead them in a manner that is not genuinely genuine... They're going to see right through it. And I tell you what they're going to do. They're going to push back. They don't care how much Pastor Blackie knows. They want to know how much I care. And I'll be quite honest with you. It's taken about 16 months to break down some barriers and to get the trust going. Lost people will ignore us if our testimonies are disingenuous and our personal story of our relationship with Christ falls flat. And what I'm about to say may sound harsh, but I believe it to be true concerning contemporary culture. I wavered back and forth on whether or not to put this in here. But I want to go for it. And I want to tell you that in many cases, church, in many cases, you have to earn the right to share your faith with somebody. You do. Now, God can certainly put you in the right place at the right time to minister to the lady in the checkout line at Kroger. Or or maybe you happen to meet a young man changing a flat tire on the side of the road. Hey, these encounters take place in the daily lives of Christians. They do. They take place. But we must pour into our relationships with non-believers to be genuine. We have to be a consistent force of positivity within their lives. We have to be involved. They have to get to know us. It's not enough just to spout off your testimony and share the gospel to an airplane full of strangers. It's not how this works. You have to earn the right to share. Recently, I've been reading a book. It's titled, Start Something That Matters. Start Something That Matters. And the author is a young entrepreneur by the name of Blake Bakoski. And he is the founder of a shoe company by the name of Tom's. Tom's Shoes, they're best known for like a real simplistic design. They're kind of a sandal. They're kind of a shoe. But what they're most known for is donating a pair of shoes for every shoe that they sell to third world countries. That's, that's their, their business platform uh, right up front. You buy a shoe, we give a shoe. By 2010, so 11 years ago, By 2010, they had donated over 1 million shoes to individuals in need. That's a lot. So far, the thesis of this book, I'm about halfway through it. So far, the thesis of this book is never shy away from telling your story. Never shy away from telling your story, whether it's your business story, uh, your spiritual story, the story of your marriage. Don't shy away from telling your story. I want to look at a quote real quick from their founder. Tom's never stops thinking of new ways to tell our story because we believe in it. People can sense the difference between a story that is authentic and a story that is fabricated. If you genuinely love your story, love this, you will love to share it with others. If you genuinely love your story, Christians, you will love to share it with others. As a new pastor, as someone who was not formally trained for this, I am blessed to work at River of Life. I have got a multitude of people that I can go and seek counsel. Pastor Chuck and I spent quite a a lot of time together this week. Pastor Henry, Brother Derek and I, my friend Casey Miller... And I got some advice from some of these guys that is not a quote from an author, and it's not pen doing a video, but it's real life, why we want to share our testimony and share the gospel from River of Lifers. Here's what they said. We cannot rely on others to do it. We can't rely on others to share our testimony or share the gospel. We have to do it. An old basketball coach of mine used to put it this way. If it is to be, it is up to me. If it is to be, it's up to me. I like this bullet point from a brother of mine. When we begin to see ourselves as the person we need to minister to, then we will find our boldness to share our faith. How about that? That sounds like something Pastor Henry would say when we start to exchange the shoes and exchange the role and we see that person that needs Jesus and needs what is inside of us and that needs to get out to them, when we see that role reversal, we will be empowered to give our testimony and to speak of the gospel. I got this one from a brother on Wednesday night. The game plan for saving a lost person is simple. You hear the gospel of Jesus Christ you believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then you call on Jesus Christ. You hear the gospel, believe the gospel, and call on Christ. We have got to be the ones that are allowing people to hear the gospel. They're not going to come in via social media. They're not going to come in here because we have a great sound system. We've got an awesome children's worship center. We've put new paint on the walls in the youth so Right? It's not gonna get people in here. How we're gonna get people to respond to the gospel is one-on-one with them verbally, one-on-one. And then I just absolutely love this one. This one came from an old codger in this church. He knows who he is. And this one makes the most sense. I probably could have started here, ended here, and we could all be eating the El already.
1: <laughs>
2: How about this bullet point as I start to close? Get it back to Jesus. Just get it back to Jesus. Romans 1.16 says it this way. Paul, one of my heroes in the Bible, I think one of the reasons that he is is he's such a talented and gifted writer and he gets right to the heart of it. He's quick, he's clipped, and it's powerful. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes first the Jew and then the Gentile. If our senior pastor was standing right here I got another feeling I'd know what he would say. He would say, hey, the Bible says what it means and it means what it says. (laughs) And then I know what he's going to say is, do you know what everyone means? Everyone means everyone. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Hmm. When JoJo and Ryan and Claire performed earlier, the chorus of their song was totally about God in and God out. God in and God out. Church, let me tell you about my Jesus. You see, he makes a way where there is no way. You see, he rises up from an empty grave. There is no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Hey, pen, I'm in front of you right now. Or somebody at Kroger or somebody who comes out the victory wakeboard to come and see me. Hey, let me tell you something. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is, is that I know that he, he can do for you what he did for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Father God, thank you so much for today. Lord, thank you for the word that you put on my heart. Thank you that we are here to empower one another to take what you have put in us and to get it out. God in and God out. Father, we just love you. We honor you today. Your story is so awesome and amazing that you can even make an atheist speechless. Thank you for using pen in that video and for the heart's, and the ears that were open today to receive this message. Lord, be glorified in here today. Thank you for such an amazing service. Be glorified, Lord. We lift you
1: high. In your name we pray, amen.